It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Ajax were so, so confident, weren't they? Hello and welcome to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Jason McGovern and Jamie Brown of The Last Word on Spurs. Gents, you went into this game 1-0 down. Ajax had an away goal, then 2-0 down on the night, looking in serious trouble, if not dead and buried. And Ajax started singing Bob Marley. They thought you were certainly gone. But Pochettino had a trick up his sleeve. All part of the plan, mate. All <laughs> part of the plan. I've always said for Spurs to, to get over the line in the semi-final, we've almost got to just do it in the last minute so that we haven't got, you know, 10, 15 minutes to shoot ourselves in the foot. When Eric Lamella started to dribble and try and nutmeg somebody on the edge of our box with oh. with seconds to go, you thought, please, just poof it downfield. Just get rid and he blows his whistle. But what an amazing night. Amazing night. Absolutely extraordinary achievement for any club, particularly mm. when you factor in with Spurs, that you were so close to going out in the group stages, yeah. so close, one VAR decision away from going out against Manchester City. To go through like that is extraordinary. It's mm. arguably even better than that Liverpool comeback. I think that's the story of our season. It's overcoming adversities. I think we we've faced many this season in terms of injuries and um, and obviously playing at Wembley and many different other factors. So we've shown that that shown so much character over the course of the season to to keep overcoming them. And obviously we did it yesterday in, in turning over a, t- a three goal lead. So that was amazing. And um, yeah, what a, what a brilliant second half. 
Absolutely. It's an extraordinary team. It's an extraordinary club with, it has to be said, an extraordinary manager. We have extraordinary listeners, of course, here on the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. We're keen to hear from you tonight. That number is 0208 70 20 558. We've already got one caller on the line. Glenn is getting in touch in North London. Good evening, Glenn. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Have you caught your breath yet? Wow. <laughs> I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you to Tottenham Hotspur and everyone involved last night, all the way from the board, from the coach, the board, the tea lady, the players, every, <laughs> everyone who travelled with them, to be fair. Um, you know, I, I called up after the Man City game in the Champions League and we spoke about that briefly. And these memories, these you take these memories for forever. That's, that's what it, the emotions that were running wild. You don't forget these kind of things that happened last night, you know. Wow. So, Glenn, with that in mind, with the way that we don't forget these glorious moments for our clubs, we've had a tweet into the club, uh, into the club, into the show, Andy at Kois, who asks, I call in, but I've got no voice. Regardless of whether Spurs win on June the 1st, where will this rank in your personal greatest moment as a Spurs fan? For you, Glenn, is this number one? Uh, well, I was born in 1988, so I'm 31 this year. So, you know, I started supporting Tottenham in the late 90s. Worthington Cup final, Carling Cup final. That's all I've really seen. Semi-finals as well. Heartbreak, uh, stuff like that. Being so close, touching it. So, yeah, I reckon it's the closest. I mean, people are alluding to is it's the best in the history. Obviously, we had that fantastic team of the 60s, the double winning team. We were winning trophies, titles. That was a really good team. You know, I would say it was expected. That was one of the best teams, if not the best we had. In our history, to be fair, and uh, this is right up there. It's right up there in my lifetime, anyway. You know, I spoke to my dad after the game last night. He's been following Tottenham since '74, home, away, abroad, all over the place. And well, Pochettino weren't the only one crying last night after that result. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit it. You know, it's just that release of emotion, the fact that people write us off year after year, even our own fans. We've got Man City in the next round. We're out. You know, OK, we're playing Ajax. We're at, people write us off, you know, it's that belief. Like I, t- I said after the Man City game, the collective, what Pochettino instills in his players, the old adage of running through brick walls like Graham Roberts alluded to years ago. You build that into your club, you can do anything. Glenn, the big question, of course, is are you going to go all the way? It's Liverpool in the final. It's an all-English affair for only the third time mm. ever, the first time since 2008. Is it going to be Tottenham's name on that trophy? I don't see why not. I've got loads of fans saying already, oh, you know, if we if we don't win it, it doesn't matter. I think it matters. You know, it's important. Of you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm proud of the boys. Even if we went out last night at half time, as long as we we put a performance in in that second half, you know, I would have been happy because we've done so well. But when you get that close, your fingertips are touching it. You, of course, you want to win it. You want to win it. Both teams are going to attack. They're going to go for it. You know that. We played games against Liverpool in close at Anfield this season. It was close. You know. It, we, you know, on, on, in a final, anything can happen. You haven't got to be the best team in 90 minutes, 120 minutes to win to win the trophy. As long as you're in with a shout. Both teams, Liverpool, obviously a great defence. We can attack going forward, vice versa. Like I said, we were close at Anfield. Who knows? You can't, who knows? What? Who knows? You're, you're you, a you've got that belief. Yeah, it, well, it is all about belief, isn't it, Glenn? It's all yeah, about you've belief. Got to, you've got to believe. You know, we're in it to win it. I don't yeah. want to come second. I want, I want to win it and, you know... We, we try our best as long as we put in that performance that we know we can 
Anything can happen, mate. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. The message is clear. Confidence and belief are key. Glenn, Definitely. thanks ever so much for your call. Glenn getting in touch from Tottenham there. And immediately, we've got someone else on the line. Jason is getting in touch from Ronford. Good evening, Jason. Are you buzzing? How are we doing, lads? All right, mate. Thank you. Before our talk, use up. It's a great show. Love listening every week, and it makes brightens up my week every week. So well done, lads. Good Top on you. Top man, thank you, Jason. Are you? Have you had a kit? Because um, I know Jamie Brown has literally gonna... <laughs> not been able to sleep. No. <laughs> Do you know what? I fell asleep on my sofa watching the highlights because I couldn't believe what happened. <laughs> Just I had was, to make sure it was, was real, Jace. <laughs> yeah, I watched it about five times, and I think I've watched it about five hundred times today. And I'm still in shock. Still can't believe that we did it, but. What a game and what a way to do it. Um, it was the best way to do it, wasn't it? I don't know what else it? to say, to be fair. It's the greatest way to do it. I said from the beginning, I've said it to all of my pals from the beginning, that I think we can do it no matter what. Mm. Even from the City game, even before that, even when we were in the, the, the group stage, I said, no, we're still in this. We can still get back in it. At 2-0 down last night, Jason, at 2-0 down on the night, 3-0 on aggregate, Ajax had an away yeah. goal. Even then, yeah. did you have that belief? Uh, there was a geezer standing next to me and my mate in the pub and he was saying, we're not going to score. We ain't going to do it. I said, listen, man, you've got to keep the faith, my friend. Yeah. I think we can do it. Did you say it that politely, every Jason? Time we, every time, I said it in the most politest way I could. <laughs> 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 but then every time we scored, he popped his head in from the beer garden and pointed at me. And then by the time we scored the third goal, I realised that he had his arms around my waist and I was being hoisted in the air. So it was a great night. We just need to hoist that trophy in the air, mate, and then that, that completes I think, it. Man, listen, I'm going to be honest. I think we can do it, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, and I think, like, it's, I our, I think it's our duty as a club now, to, as supporters, to act as, act as a big club and, and really believe that we're yeah. going to go to Madrid and we're going to win it. And I think that that's the attitude yeah, that exactly all the fans that. have, have, exactly have got that. to kind of believe that we're going to do it and, and, and I firmly believe that we are going to do it. So, yes. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I fully... I'm, fully with you I've had enough of all of these doom and gloom supporters moaning all the time <laughs> get some positivity in your life man we can do this it's a one-off game bet on the devil we know simple as that simple as that Jason thanks ever so much for your call positive thanks, as anything the devil you know Jason of course called in from Romford lovely to chat to him if you'd like to get in touch that number is 0208 70 20 558 I can see in the screen in front of me that you're already queuing up and in just a moment it's time to take more of your calls this is love sport you're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. The night after, not just one of the most extraordinary comebacks in Spurs history, but one of the most extraordinary evenings in European football history non-stop. You're still ringing into the show in your droves. That number is 0208 70 20 558. If you'd like to chat, the, chat to the lads with me, Jason McGovern and Jamie Brown of Last Word on Spurs. Will is in the line calling all the way from New Jersey. Will, what's the time difference like? Were you watching that at 4am? I hope you didn't wake anybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it came on at 3pm. Oh, okay, very in, civilized. Uh, here in the States. Yeah, and I watched it at, um, uh, there's a great Spurs club in Philadelphia. I took a, uh, took a drive down, the place was packed. And uh, boy, in the first half, you could have hit a pin drop. And in the second half... <laughs> <laughs> with each goal mounting and the drama and then the impossible goal 
it was just pandemonium. And you, I, I still, I still don't have my voice, and I'm just flying. I was going to say, Will, what's happened to your voice? You sound like you've had one or two loud words. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I, I, I tell you, I have to work today, and I can't concentrate. You know, I'm buzzing. I, I, uh, I actually missed a meeting this morning. Uh, I, I lost track of time. Uh, but who cares? Spurs are in the final. It was only a multi-million pound, a multi-million dollar deal you turned down, mate, this morning. <laughs> Don't worry about meetings like that. I, I think any amount is probably worth it for that performance. Uh, well, you just called it the impossible goal there. Of course, Lucas's winner coming in the 96th minute. Hard to believe. You did seem out of it. But equally, it almost had to happen. You were so close. The fans were behind you. Oh. You were pushing on. Did you feel that it was coming? I did. I did. I mean, really, as, as, as soon as Lucas scored the first goal, there was hope. And then to score the second goal four minutes later, and Ajax were on the ropes. I mean, you know, they, they, they were there to be had. They were scared. They didn't know what to do. Uh, and we just kept on coming and kept on coming. I mean, and I don't know if you've heard, they, they played some clips here in the U.S., of Dutch fans counting down the last 10 I seconds. Yeah, I saw that. Absolutely and with one, hilarious. with one second left, literally with one second left, Morris scores the goal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. The best moment of my life as a soccer fan. I'll never forget it. Well, of course, it was an unbelievably positive night for Tottenham, but even the most extraordinary nights in a club's history will have perhaps qualifying factors. I saw quite a lot of Spurs fans on Twitter last night not being delighted with the performance of Kieran Trippier, perhaps suggesting that the time is coming to an end for him at Tottenham. Did you think he was particularly poor? Oh, boy. I, you know, I, 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 I feel for him, uh, but he had a time i'll tell you aside from the three spurs goals the 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 biggest cheer in the pub was when lamella came in for trippier oh that's so, uh, that a damning yeah, indictment it's hard isn't it hard but yeah but you know you can yeah. understand it i mean yeah. he's 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 not had the best season and it wasn't his his best performance but second half he got at least he got forward and you know he he was he was his ball in for lorenzo even the second goal and things and he you know there was there wasn't much need for him to be defending so at least he contributed something and, and got himself together for the second half but no it's a difficult night and um, you know I'm sure that that spot will be debated long and hard before the final but at the end of the day no recriminations on anyone what a what a fantastic night and let's not forget as well there was a little bit even with trips right towards only about three or four minutes left when he made a yeah. fantastic clearance on the far post to a, a dangerous ball when yep. they actually had a two-on-one against Trip. So, you know, he doesn't make up for the whole season with that, but at least he came out of the game with a, a vital contribution to it even then. Mm. I mean, it just makes you wonder, I as agree. an England fan and a, and a Tottenham fan, that you, in the two major semi-finals you had, you got Kieran Trippier right back. But do you know what? He, I thought he came back in the second half and he did OK. Um, and ultimately, the, these are the group of players that have taken us to a Champions League final and, and as much as um, I've been in different group chats and, and my mates have said Wanyama was also very disappointing and Kieran Trippier were very disappointing. There was a lot of slandering, slandering of them going on. 
you know, these boys are taking us to a Champions League final. So Ex- we've just got to remember that. I was going to say, exactly. You know, we've had it all season. Are these the players to take us to the next level? Well, do you know what? They've just reached the next level. And, yeah. and you have to hand it to them. And as much as we've criticised them and knocked some of them this season, they've delivered on the most important night for us. Mm. It's absolutely true. Will, thanks ever so much for your call. Lovely to chat to you. Will there, getting in touch all the way from New Jersey, United States, to let us know about his love for Tottenham Hotspur. We've got another caller into the show. We're joined by Josh in Hertfordshire. Josh, are you feeling like not only have Spurs reached that next level, as Jace just suggested, but that they can go one better and having reached a Champions League final, go and win it? Oh, of course we can. Look, I've got to be really, really quick now because I'm going in a minute, but I just wanted to say... (laughs) You have to watch the highlights uh, from last night again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I must have watched every single fan video and highlight about 20 times over. I, I, I can't stop reliving that moment of when that third goal went in. It's just the best night of my Spurs life. You know, as I was crying, my friends were crying, the pub went mental. It's just unbelievable. You know, this just doesn't happen to us. It doesn't happen to us. And, oh... I just, it was just amazing everything was perfect apart from Trippier but I think <laughs> I, like, like I said I think if we had lost that game I think he'd have been absolutely slated but thank God we didn't mm. and thank God we're going to Madrid Do you think Llorente might have got a kicking as well? Jace was suggesting that before the game before the show rather he did miss a couple of chances Mora saved his blushes with the second goal do you think he I... was perhaps as clinical as he might have been? I thought Lorente was a game changer. I thought he wasn't clinical, but I thought I think without him we wouldn't have won that. I think it's it's, it's the minute he comes on the pitch, he just brings fear and height, which defenders aren't used to. I think it's so important. Yep, and, and we've kept hearing all season we've got no game changer on the bench. <laughs> I think Lorente. I mean, he is he's a really important player to have off the bench. He's, he's something very different to what what we usually have up front in in terms of whether it's Kane yeah. or it's Son. So to have that sort of player come off the bench and, and be able to, to sort of hold up play, I think that was really key yesterday and it kind of gave more of something yeah. to run off. Um, so Lorenzo, I thought he was brilliant yesterday and it really frustrates me when um, you know fans, you know, they were fuming with him against Ajax in the, in the first leg and it's just, you know, he, he's proved us so many occasions, he's done so many big moments and um, fans have got to stick by him and um, yeah, he was brilliant yesterday. Yeah, look. Look, I've got to go now, but like I say, <laughs> the most unbelievable night of my Spurs life ever. Well, Have thank- a good night, mate. Yeah, Cheers, thanks Josh. Ever so thank much for calling. Enjoy Bye. watching the highlights for the 97th time, uh, which I think is probably the average amount of views yeah. for a Spurs fan. <clears throat> you two, I mean, Jamie, I know we've ha- barely had a chance to catch our breath because we've had so many oh, calls no. in, which is an absolute delight on 02087020558. I know you haven't slept yet. It's a miracle no. you even got to the studio at all. <laughs> Jace, were you similarly excited? after the game oh, it was it was ages before I could could finally calm down on that it just just that it, the emotion the, the the elation I mean for me when you had that question earlier I think Anderlecht for, for people of perhaps my age is, is the biggest and best night for mm. us um, but that will go you know that will live long in the memory hopefully there's there's a better one in in what two and a half weeks time yeah. but um, oh, what an astonishing night an absolutely incredible one indeed. We'll be talking all about that game in so much more detail and taking your calls on 0208 70 20 558. And coming up, it's time to answer a couple of your questions into the show. This is Love Sport. 
You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow and Jason McGovern and Jamie Brown of Last Word on Spurs. We're joined on the line by Ravin, who's calling into the show from Croydon. If you'd like to do the same, that number 0208 70 20 558. Evening, Ravin. Thanks ever so much for your call. I'm going to kick you off with a question from another listener at Hotspur Lane has got in touch. Lucas Mora, best Spurs hat-trick of all time? Uh, well, I mean, the only one I can think about, you know, going back is Ronnie Rosenthal's. But yeah, of course it is. 100%, 100% the best Spurs hat-trick of all time. You know, you take into account the occasion and especially that the last goal was in the 96th minute when there was... Uh, although, you, although you say there was no comeback, I was, getting, I was going mad at Eric Lamella when he was trying to do that nutmeg, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, it was absolutely the best. Absolutely the best of all time. You sound, a, you sound a bit excited tonight, mate. Is that right? Oh, <laughs> Oracle, you don't understand, bro. Like, <laughs> what happened? So I, I, listen, I, I listened to the last word on Spurs podcast before. I remember you saying on there, said, look, if it's 1-0 with, um, you know, uh, an hour to go or 30 minutes to go, we just keep calm because, like you say, it's, you know, we still got to score two goals. It doesn't change anything if they score first. So when they scored first, I was like, oh, I remember what the Oracle said. So Rav, keep calm. <laughs> Oracle said, this doesn't matter. We've still got to score two goals. When they scored the second, you know, I mean, what I've been, what I've been doing with the Tottenham games, I was watching the Tottenham games with friends the first, um, you know, the first couple of games when we lost against Milan and um, Barcelona and then obviously the game against PSV. Then I thought, okay, I'm going to change my strategy now. Yeah, I'm just going to the watch house. the match. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm, going to watch, I'm going to watch the match by myself in my bedroom on a smartphone on a dodgy app. That's what I'm <laughs> going to do. Maybe, that'll, maybe, maybe that'll, that'll change things. And then we scored the goal against PSV 10 minutes to go. And then I thought, right, you're sticking with this, Rav. And I kept going with that until the match against Ajax last week where we lost. And that broke and the spell said, of the of the rubbish. Well, no, phone, no, no, it? no. It didn't actually, because then what my friend, what my mate said, "Wow, come down our lucky pub, watch it with us. It will be great, bloody blah, blah." And I was so tempted because last week he'd asked me before the first night, Craig. I said, "No, I'm doing what I'm what I've always been doing." We lost the match, and I thought, well, "Shall I change my mind? Shall I go?" I thought, "No, Rav, give it one more go." <laughs> and so then yesterday I'm watching the game, and I've got on my phone, and I've got this app called Soccerway where it gives you the notification of the goal before you actually um, see it on the TV. That sounds Suddenly, highly no, suspicious, Ravid. No, I, 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 well, you know, with all betting websites, you always get, you, you'll get the goals before they're shown on the TV because there's That's always right. delay on the TV. That's so, right. I'm watching, so I'm watching the TV... And then I, I saw um, um, Lorente's header hit the crossbar. I thought, okay, that's it, done. I pick up my phone and I just slide the screen down and I see 90 plus 6, IX2, Tottenham 3. I'm just walking around like my phone like a head of a chicken going, what, what, what? No, 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 no. You no, say like a chicken now, mate. Really, really, Why are you saying no, Ravid? You won the well, game. Because no, no, I, I, I couldn't believe it was all. I was going, they're going to VAR this. They're going to VAR this, aren't they? They're going to VAR this. They're going to do us what happened at Man City. And then when the goal came up on the screen, oh, my God, I went crazy. I went crazy. Yeah, oh, that was, that was you know something else and if you if you think about what we've gone through this season in this Champions League you know Absolutely. I mean you know I mean you know people might laugh, you say, laugh at you when you say the names on the cup because I'm sure Liverpool fans will say that after the 4-0 against uh, against Barcelona but what we've gone through where we've been written off 
throughout this whole season, yeah, and written off by a lot of Tottenham fans as well, to be fair. When you look at those tweets that were going on at half-time, bloody hell. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Fantastic, anyway, mate. So that's me. Ravin, have you, had, have you had a kip? No, no, no. And I'm at work Weird, now. I'm never working right the night. <laughs> No. All right. Well, listen. I better go. And thank you very much, guys. Cheers, Raven. Good to work. One, right? one last thing, really quickly, Raven. I hope you're listening yeah. to this on a dodgy connection on some kind of phone. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> that's, that's what we like to hear. Keep it lucky. Keep the show on the rails. If Raven's listening on his phone, all can be well. I'm just going exactly. to top man. Thanks ever so much for your call, Ravin. If you'd like to call in as well, you can do so. That number, 0208 70 20 558. A quick question for you two, though, and without meaning to dampen the mood, I'm going to cast one small little aspersion on Pochettino's performance, which is that first Ajax goal. We see young Matis de Ligt score a header at a corner. Mm. He did that against Juventus in the Champions League. He then did that against Vitesse in the Eredivisie a couple of weeks ago. Why is he being marked on a corner by Kieran Trippier? Well, I don't know if he's being marked or Trippier's supposed to provide just the block or something, but I hope we we have a serious think before we we put the same type of scenario together against Van Dijk for for the final. (laughs) But, you know, it was obviously the plan because it's only, what, four minutes into the game. It's the first corner, so it's not as if you've had to rearrange the team. It was a, a strange decision. We saw it in the first leg. I think it was Lee that picked it up in the first leg. But, uh, yeah, a, a rethink is needed there, that's for sure. Yeah, I think if you look at the way Liverpool scored that fourth goal, I think they'd, they'd planned that corner and they'd seen that um, that Barcelona had kind of been hesitant over when they were taking corners. So it's, it's about identifying those small details and... Um, the lit was the lit has been fantastic, and uh, you know there's a question that I asked the Ajax guy in the, in the preview of, of the for the first leg um, about the lit at corners, and um, and it wasn't it wasn't so much a surprise for me that he managed to score from a corner, um, and it was bizarre that uh, that we've allowed uh, Kieran Trippier to mark him. Yeah, but all's well that ends well. Spurs fans were sceptical, but if Pochettino gets the win, gets you into a Champions League final, there can be no complaints and no complaints from us here at the Spurs Fan Show because your calls are still flying in on 0208 70 20 558. Andy is getting in touch from Stevenage. Good evening, Andy. Thanks ever so much for your call. We saw a wonderful show of emotion from Mauricio Pochettino after the game last night. Tears of joy, passion grabbing his players he was down on his knees on the pitch did you have a bit of a bit of a cry oh stop stop, oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> someone chopping onions andy it was <laughs> it was uh, it was a night of absolute um well it was it was crackers wasn't it it was absolutely crackers um and uh, and it sort of leans actually to what i wanted to sort of get off my chest and this is a really good counseling service for spurs fans <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, I was born in uh, born in 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 North Middlesex, like a stone's throw from the uh, from the lane, and and my dad wrapped me up in a Spurs scarf, and that was my that was my uh, path uh, for life, really. So um, he, uh, I always used to ask him because I'm sure as you guys can vouch, it's not an easy task being a Spurs fan. Um, and uh, and he always, I always asked him like whenever we used to get uh, lose to Wimbledon, seemed to be a common thing in the eighties and in the nineties struggling around the bottom half of the table and what have you and uh and I always used to ask him dad why did you why did you choose Tottenham and he always used to say in this pathetically emotional voice oh it's just something about the club and Jimmy Greaves stories would roll and Alan Gilzean stories would roll 
and uh, and and I think I've always uh, tried to steer away from the, uh, the the sentimental side of being a Spurs fan. I've always tried to stay uh, in in focus and what have you. And uh, I've lost it now. It's completely gone because uh, he, he's right. There's just something absolutely magical about the club. Yeah. And last night was have... uh, was was full full on Tottenham, wasn't it? I think that's that's what makes it special because when you've had so many dark days and you've had some, some real lows and downs, you know, particularly over the last, say, 20 years or so, when you when you get a highlight last night, it just means so much more. And, and I, you know, you have to experience those bad times to really get the emotion of last night, that's for sure. Yeah, semi-final uh, crushing defeats to Portsmouth and, 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 yeah. uh, and, and the like, you know, and travelling to Cardiff to watch us uh, just get, get absolutely annihilated by by. Mark Hughes and things like that. It's uh, it all it all stays in the memory for nights like last night and uh, and 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 my son living it now. Do you know what I mean? But on a different plane, you know. He's like he's still still recalling the the Hazard moment from uh, from the Leicester City season and what have you. And uh, and 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 last night was was I think his his uh, his way of bursting those demons as well. He's, he's thirteen and I'm trying not to be sentimental and more factual with him about football, but uh, unfortunately. After last night, crying on the floor with him in my arms and uh, looking, <laughs> looking rather pathetic, with tears streaming down my face, it's uh, yeah, it's passed on through the genes. What a fantastic night! Now, Andy, that's incredible. Lovely to be able to share your love of the club through the generations as well. I've got to ask just quickly about superstition, right? Because we had mm. Ravin on the phone a minute ago calling in, and he was saying that he now watches Spurs games on what he called a dodgy app on his mobile because the first time he did it, the club won, and he's been doing it ever since. Do you have anything in particular that if you do it, you know Spurs are going to have a good result? It's it's, um, it's 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 a bit cringy, but I, I I try to avoid it. I've got the 1991 shirt. I'm, luckily, there's there's benefits to being quite a fat child, and that is that I still <laughs> sit in the 1991 shirt now, slim down. <laughs> so uh, I've got that, and that comes out for uh, for the occasions where well well the previously spoken semi-finals against Portsmouth perhaps it's time to just uh, to, to, to burn it or to frame it or something so uh, uh, I don't curse the final but I'll be out there and uh, wearing uh, well probably by the time I've been on the train for two days I'll probably be wearing a, 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 a shade of BO I imagine. <laughs> Are you going out there with your lad as well Andy? No he's uh, he's probably not going to travel I think it's uh, it's probably a sort of a uh, a bit too much for him. Uh, if, if if anyone in the family comes up and says I'm not I'm not going to make it, I will I will get their ticket on his uh, on his ticket their ticket. But it's probably just going to be me and the lads, and uh, and the fact that we've got nowhere to stay is probably more uh, reason not to take. You've got a nowhere to stay. You're just going. Europe. You're, you're going, <laughs> yeah, going to be, what are you going to do? Are you going to sleep on a roundabout, Andy? That'll do. I mean, if you've no one, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> okay, but I'll get it, Google Maps train, out. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, a train to Paris and then a flight to Madrid is the plan. So, uh, yeah, heaven help us. I feel sorry for those who are travelling to Madrid that they won't probably won't make it back for Sunday's bus parade with the trophy through the yeah. streets. So, you know, you, you got to try and get a really early flight back on that Sunday morning, mate. I haven't thought so far ahead of Sunday morning. <laughs> probably haven't thought, thought it through enough as it is. But, uh, no, it's gonna it's gonna be great. I mean, on the subject of phone apps and whatever you like that, I I have managed. I work for uh, a, a reasonably well respected. Uh, a supermarket company um, on, on the logistics side, and uh, I can safely say that on Champions League nights, um, the, the food deliveries to many of the main stores within the M25 area has been at least an, uh, 90 minutes late. <laughs> watching, 
<laughs> Spurs games on dodgy apps throughout the night. Well, Andy, we've got to hope that your bosses aren't listening. One last question for you. Obviously, Jace is a massively confident man ahead of this final. Are you feeling similarly? Do you think that because of the way you came back, because of the fight, because of Poch's tears on the pitch, because of that pride, it has to be Tottenham to win it? Oh, I remember the name on the trophy was all the rage in 94, 95 when we ended up uh, with three, uh, the, the three-tier Everton Ellen Road game. So I'm going to say, let's uh, let, let's let's keep sentimental out of it and let's just let's just play. I mean, that that was what really upset me about the first half is I didn't feel that we played enough, and the second half we went for it and we played, and we can play. And that's the the, the frustrating Tottenham that's been around since January is we seem to have just stopped playing. We seem to be stuck on a on a rigid passing sideways format. Then we've lost the movement and we've lost the the freedom. I mean, it doesn't help without Harry Kane up front. But I think last night we didn't. We we showed again we can play. And I think if we just play, we nearly did them at, at Liverpool when we were when we unfortunately we had to go behind again to show that we can play. But if we just go out there with mentality of let's it's ninety minutes to be European champions, let's go for it. Of course, it can happen. Of course, it can. Andy, thanks ever so much for your call. Thanks for your positivity. Thanks for your stories about delivering food slightly late and crying with your son. It's everything we love to hear after a massive night like that. Andy was, of course, calling in from Stevenage. If you'd like to call in from wherever it is you're listening from, that number is 0208 70 20 558. Or you can get us on Twitter at LoveSportRadio or at Last Word on Spurs. It's been an emotional show so far. And coming up, I'm with Jamie Brown. I'm with Jason McGovern of Last Word on Spurs. And I'm going to delve into their emotions too. Don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Where else could you be? But here with us, it's Johnny Burrow and, of course, Jason McGovern and Jamie Brown of Last Word on Spurs. And, gents, we've had a glorious question into the show from at Stunning Spurs. They ask no questions even needed this time. It's not a question at all. I just want everyone's raw emotions on how they're feeling after this incredible night. I was screaming in my office at work. I hope your boss had left, Mr Spurs. Speechless still and can hardly breathe. We've heard about tears. We've heard about screaming. We've heard about running around like a headless chicken. How did you two react? Well, I think after that, the second half performance, um, I was just gutted for the team that they really felt that they deserved something and we deserved to go through and I was really hurting that we weren't getting that goal um, and, and and Ajax in in the in added time they managed to get control of the ball and it really looked like they were going to shut the game down and um, I mean we, we were so fortunate we just got that bit of luck that we needed where the ball landed right a couple of times um, and for me when that goal went in it was just an absolute shock I mean I, I, I ran out the house top came off running down the road it was like just absolutely mental um and 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 then when the full and I mean obviously there was a lot of time after between the goal and the full-time whistle that was absolute agony and especially Eric Gomella trying to nutmeg someone uh, in his own half that was uh terrifying but I mean it was just absolute scenes in my living room and uh the full-time whistle went <laughs> were there limbs Jamie there I were believe. there were limbs and there was a lot of shouting and I'm sure we'll get some complaints from our neighbours <laughs> Jace how about you I, I honestly don't know what I said what I did what I shouted I, I've no no kind of recollection of of that it's, it's like a lost minute of my life just completely <laughs> obviously completely out of control not not being 
able to do anything you want to do. I'm, I'm sure I'm like everyone that we've seen. I mean, yeah. Colin McKee's video from uh, from Belfast yeah. that I think has gone viral today is, is fantastic. Yeah. A good friend of the show, Colin. But uh, I'm sure I was like everyone else. But it was just... I don't know what I did, mate. Just, I, I don't know the, what I did. It's the most bizarre situation to, to go into a Champions League final when you know we look dead and buried um and and it's in the 96th minute it's just you know that there's no moment like that it's just the most it was the most incredible moment and i'm just so happy it happened to us cuz in all my years of sporting spurs you know and watching these big huge champions league semi-final ties and and all these fantastic teams and for us to be involved in that and and to have that luck where we're the team that's impressing everyone was just amazing I, you know i can remember seeing so many champions league games when it was Let's be fair, it was a, a complete distant dream for us to yeah. even be in it. And I can remember saying to my girlfriend at the time, I want to go to the San Siro. And I was fed up seeing teams go and play in Inter and AC. And in the end, I was so desperate to go, I booked tickets to a Robbie Williams concert there. <laughs> I will never go and see Spurs in the Champions League at the San Siro. And now being a Spurs and fan now, is completely different. Suddenly we went there twice in one year, won a, quarter, or won a knockout game there, we didn't go we? Every year, don't now we? we go to the Bernabeu, we've gone to the new camp, got results, and it, it tops it off last night. It's, it's quite a long way from Robbie Williams concerts, mate, that's for sure. I was about to say that. That's two rather odd things to see at the San Siro. One, Robbie Williams. Two, Gareth Bale ending Mycon's career. But there we go. Some breaking news into the studio for you quickly, which is that Schalke have appointed former Huddersfield boss David Wagner, their new manager, on a three-year deal. And I'm delighted to say we're joined by another caller. Dustin is getting in touch all the way from Orlando in Florida. Good evening, Dustin. Thanks ever so much for calling in. Did your top come off after the winner? Uh Absolutely. Well, you know what? It's funny. I'm, I'm so my head went in my hands. I, I like that's all I can remember is just my head going <laughs> into my hands because I didn't know what else to do. Um, I broke something earlier when uh, I missed. Oops. Dustin, I think we're losing you, I'm afraid. We'll try and get you back in just a moment. Dustin, we heard that his head went into his hands and then we didn't hear anything else. <laughs> uh, but I think that was a good head-in-hands moment, surely. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, like I said, I have I, no idea what I did. I think it's just one of those things that perhaps perhaps you did need to be videoed to see what you did. It's, yeah. it's just amazing, well, mate. I, I was fortunate I was because um, my brother, amazingly, doesn't have any interest in football. He didn't have a clue what was going on. Um, and uh, so he videoed my whole reaction and uh, yeah it's very embarrassing But well I was about to say I was worried for you because if you did go particularly wild I was thinking there wouldn't be any witnesses because you said you went <laughs> running off down the road I know you're a competitive distance runner so I was just picturing Flash flying off down the road shouting something about Pochettino and being beautiful Dustin you're still with us we're going to try again head in hands then what? And then, and then, just absolute tears, tears of joy, and I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, that was just absolutely one of the great, great days of my life. And um, the first thing I had to do was just, I wanted to go hug somebody. So my wife was the closest, and I think that my fingerprints and my claw prints are still embedded in her today. That was just absolutely, absolutely, what, what, what a day, and just so great to call in with you guys and just sharing the 
and revel in this joy. This is fantastic. Well done, mate. Dustin, thanks ever so much for calling in. And thanks for being open and happy about your tears as well. We saw it from Potch. (laughs) We've seen it from a lot of Spurs fans. It's everything we want to see. And also, if you'd waited for another 10 minutes, I reckon a topless Jamie Brown would have just about run to Florida by then. So you could have had someone else (laughs) to hug as well. Thank you ever so much for your call, mate. Dustin there, of course, getting in touch. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you, Come on, you Spurs. Getting in touch from Orlando, Florida. And if you'd like to do the same, you might not be in Florida, but you can still call that number 0208 70 20 558. Coming up, well, I think you're still ringing. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Jamie Brown and Jason McGovern of Last Word on Spurs. We're inundated with your calls into 0208 70 20 558 this evening. It's an absolute delight. And another delight is mine to be able to say that Craig is on his way back from Amsterdam. He's managed to pull over just for us. Craig, thanks ever so much for your call. Firstly, you must be shattered. And secondly... What a night. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's been probably the most surreal 48 hours I could ever remember as a Spurs fan. And, uh, the, you know, it's been a 900-mile round trip. I'm in the last sort of 80 miles of it now, nearly home. And I don't regret it for a second. It's, it's just so many things about the night, being in Amsterdam, the things I saw, the way the night went down. It's just memories that will live with me forever and I'm just I'm I'm stoked. Craig I'm sure it was a very quiet mild-mannered end to the evening after the game the final whistle went you politely applauded the players and Pochettino off the pitch and then tucked up for an early night I assume. Oh it wasn't quite I was actually at the stadium I didn't get to, I didn't have a ticket but I watched it um I watched it in the square in the damn square um and the first half, we was uh, in a pub called O'Neill's, and I've never been in a pub as busy as that was. It was, it was literally shoulder to shoulder. You couldn't breathe, you couldn't move, you couldn't drink. You know, it's just unbelievable. And the atmosphere at half time being two 0 down. And what was really ironic about the whole night is there we're in the O'Neill's, and there's a pub just down the road, and the TV screen was obviously 30 seconds ahead of what we were watching in O'Neill's. So of course, when the first goal went in for Ajax and the second goal went in for Ajax, we, we was hearing the cheers from the Ajax fans next door. And at half-time, it was, we was proper down. And then we went, uh, we sort of decided to move pubs. We went back into the square and watched the second half in there. And uh, my, my gosh, what a night. Craig, what a second half. What a second half indeed. What a performance. What a win. And talking of Ajax cheers, what arrogance actually from the Ajax fans that parts in that game singing Bob Marley's Every Little Thing is Gonna Be Alright at You. At only 2 0, 3 0. I mean, it was a good lead, but as Pochettino showed, not an unassailable lead. What was your feeling when you heard that that was what was being sung? I'll be honest with you, I didn't have a clue what was being sung. <laughs> I was just so in the moment. Um, and, in, you know, I was speaking to, we were there for the, for the, uh, the whole day and speaking to uh, some of the locals and some Ajax fans during the day. And they were actually, you know, the ones I spoke to were worried about us. And they, they generally thought that, that, you know, we were going to pose them a problem tonight, particularly with Sonny being back. Um, so I didn't get the sense of the arrogance and... and you know, when, when we were 2 0 down, to be honest with you, other than cheering from the Ajax fans, they were nowhere to be seen. So I, I didn't really hear that. 
In terms of Son's performance, you mentioned him there. What do you make of it? Do you think he was at his best? No, I don't, not particularly the first. I mean, it was really difficult. It was, to watch the game, I didn't really get to watch the game in a way that you normally would. I didn't see the, ta- the tactical details of what was going on. But from what I saw, first half, I thought he was pretty much out of the game, but then so was most of the Spurs side. In the second half, he sort of got more involved. It wasn't Sonny at his best by any stretch. Um, but, you know, it doesn't matter. We, we, everyone was brilliant at the end of the day. 10 out of 10 for every single player because we got the win. I think, but how amazing is it that um, when 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 Sun's not performing, obviously he's the man that steps up when when Kane's out, um, and when yeah. Sun's not performing, it was Mora that stepped up. So I think that yeah. really pays testament to our squad that we've got these guys that can step up. And um, Lucas Mora, I thought he was absolutely sensational yesterday. I mean, I'd go as far as saying I think it was probably the best individual performance um, since Pochettino I, I, arrived. I so I mean, it was yeah. just absolutely outstanding. And um, I agree. And it, and it just goes back to say, you know, if we would have said at the beginning of the season, we're going to go into a, a Champions League semi-final against Ajax, 1-0 down from the first leg, and Sissoko and Moira are going to be main <laughs> yeah. for that team, no one would have believed this, would they? <laughs> absolutely. You, know? you think, you know, all right the way back to Lucas Moura's goal in Barcelona. And from that moment on, Old Trafford, Anfield, Barcelona, <laughs> Amsterdam. That's a pretty, pretty useful little uh, track record he's got of big games away from home. Yeah, and I will say as well, one of the things I noticed, didn't know if you guys picked up on it actually, was in the first leg at home, I got really frustrated with their keeper and the consistent and persistent time wasting for the whole game, which didn't get picked up by the referee. And, and last night, interestingly, he did it again. He got the booking and it was that extra time that the referee added on that got us the goal. So I think there was a bit of, for me, a bit of satisfaction in that, a bit of just a justice for his time wasted in the first leg and the time wasted in, in the second half last night. Justice is served. Craig, thanks ever so much for your call. Safe journey back. Craig, of course, driving back from Amsterdam. Amazing commitment. I think we saw a similar level from last word on Spurs, Lee McQueen, to go to Amsterdam without knowing you've secured a ticket. Just going, you know what? I'm supporting the team. I'm getting out there. You're all supporting the team. You're still calling in. Ronnie is on the line from Thailand. Thanks ever so much for your call. Do you think that Spurs are going to win this final now? สวัสดีค่ะโอ้ว่าเดินไง That doesn't sound like Ronnie to me. By the sound of it, that sounds like Mrs. Jace. Um, I'm not sure about win or not win, but I think we get now just bonus anyway. But if like we win, just super bonus for me anyway. Super bonus indeed. No, it was. Uh, you, you and got, I know what Jason did last night. I was going to say, you, you got to tell him what I did when we scored the goal because I have no recollection of what I did when we scored the goal. What did he do? Well, he just went to score and he said, Spurs go to the final! What? The whistle not come yet. And a jumping and he just wrecked me around the room. So, yeah, so what a good night. Anyway, just come for say hello to everyone so and i changed my flight for see the final here yep. wow she, she was due to fly home the the mm. day before the final and i said to her last night there's no way you're going home before that oh, final no, yeah. so um definitely. you know i definitely and wanted if, to watch if, the final with her if Bo win i will go run around your stadium <laughs> well, that's a very brave promise to yes. have made live on air. Thanks ever yes. so much for calling in, and I fingers will. crossed for that I, win. I hope I can run in. 
<laughs> Fingers crossed. Jamie will give you lessons. It's fine. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. Wonderful callers from all corners this evening. And I'm going to go to another question that we've had on Twitter into the show. That question is from Gwyn Grout at GBG1954. Just how have we got this far this season when often we really haven't had enough fit players or look good enough? Is Pochettino really magic? A little bit of both. One of the reasons we have is because we're a better team than people give us credit for. We've got a deeper squad than people give us credit for. Our backup players are a lot better than than people give them credit for. We don't have 25 world-class players, but but the contributions of of some of those that have come in, the the transformation of Sissokos, the the impact of Lorente coming in, the Lucas Moura, you know, people still want us to go and sign Wilfred Zaha at 70 million, and you're thinking, you know, 13 goals from Lucas Moura, this year it's just been a, a monumental effort and mm. and to have that type of to reach a Champions League final you need a squad and the effort for from those players has been phenomenal and you know it's just uh, we're a better side than we're ever given credit for well here's where Pochettino excels I mean how many managers were they given Sissoko and, and, and the likes of um, a chance at the start of the season and I mean the way Sissoko's just flourished this year and I'm sure that's got a lot to do with Pochettino um, just giving him that confidence and putting his arm around him, and um, and, and as I said, I just don't think many ma- other managers would do that. So I think that the way that Pochettino can can manage these players is just brilliant, and um, I think that players like Sissoko and Lorente stepping up has just been massive for us this season. And, and astonishing that Alison Rudd, that that Times journalist yeah. in her player rating, said Moussa Sissoko had a torrid evening. And uh, some of the reporting from from her was was obviously written at half-time. Toby apparently hit the crossbar with a header and you thought you weren't even watching the same game. And then suddenly she must have chucked in Lucas Moore a 10 at the end of her ratings just just for the sake of not looking stupid. And no, it was... uh, she, she needs to do a little bit of research. I think to I be think. fair, spare a I thought for those journalists, though, because you're sitting there and you're writing your end-of-game report yeah. to go to print in, what, three, four hours' time, and there's a 96-minute yeah. winner. You've got to tear it all up. I think another misconception about the game is that people were giving Ajax a huge amount of credit for how they did. I really think that Spurs were the better side over the two legs, and I really think we were worthy winners to go through. Um I mean, maybe the, their spells in the early stages, um, in the first twenty minutes of both of both um, both uh, legs, I think they were they were very good, and they, they're clearly a, a good side. But I really don't think that they were they were that great in um, in in over the tie. But, um, and I think that Spurs were definitely worthy winners. So that's definitely a misconception. I think that many people are giving Ajax a bit more credit and um, Spurs less credit. So I think that Spurs definitely deserve. Um, a lot of credit for how they did. Well, I think your your suggestion that Spurs were the better side is actually borne out by the stats, particularly last night. If we mm. take a look, Spurs had 60% of possession. They had 24 shots to Ajax's 16, seven shots on target to Ajax's four, nine corners to Ajax's six, and they fouled one fewer time than Ajax as well. So actually, if you looked at that and Spurs hadn't got that last minute goal, I think you could be forgiven as a Spurs fan, if not for saying we was robbed, for saying, well, we did get a bit unlucky. Stats, you know, the only stat that matters at the end of the day, isn't it, is the scoreline. And we've been on the end of games where we've dominated and not got through. And you just, 
I mean, the Liverpool-Barcelona game in the, the previous night, you think of Barcelona, all the chances they missed in the first league and Dembele's two yeah. misses right at the end. Things. Yeah. It's just been a crazy week for football. We said earlier, from the Bournemouth game to Glenn Murray's goal at Arsenal and Vincent Company's, then that Tuesday and now last night. It's just a crazy week for football, yeah. mate. A crazy week for football, a crazy week for Lucas Moura and according to Ericsson, he deserves a statue. Don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. Any Ajax fans in? Are they alright? We're alright. Spurs are in a Champions League final and you're alright because you're listening to the Tottenham Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're you're with me, Johnny Burrow and Jason McGovern and Jamie Brown of Love Sport Radio and, of course, last word on Spurs. And it's been a gloriously Spurs-themed day all day here on Love Sport because it was such an extraordinary win. We've had Spurs great on the show on throughout the shows all day. We've had Gary Mabbott on and we also had a wonderful interview, it has to be said, with Teddy Sheringham who spoke to Bell and Sperling whose show you can catch 10 till 1 every day Monday to Friday and the lads were chatting to Teddy about Pochettino. They were saying, what do you make of the job he's done? And Teddy reckons he's so good that he's on Sir Alex Ferguson's level. Let's hear what he had to say being driven on by your managers. You, you look at Sir Alex Ferguson, his will to win, his desire to, to fight till the last minute, that was it, uh, embedded in our football team at the time. And it's the same with Poch. You know, he, he put um, he put a big centre forward on uh, in the second half, but it wasn't just all about lump it up to him. It was They still played at the right times. They still got it back in the right-hand corner, in the left-hand corner, fullbacks and they still passed their way out of it and then when it was time to put it up to the big centre forward then then it went up there so you know that's all from that comes from Pochettino he, he tells them how he wants them to play he demands how he wants them to play Teddy of course thinks that Pochettino is a glorious glorious manager he's spot on and part of why the job he's done is so impressive is because he's been doing it with fairly limited resources he's got quality players in the first team as you were saying a moment ago Jace those backup players are better than people give them credit for but equally it is quite a thin squad there's a big question here and it's been tweeted into the show from a few people do we actually need to buy players or can Spurs just keep getting to Champions League finals with this same brilliant 15 or so lads? I certainly think it needs reinvigorating in the summer a bit more. Um, There were definitely areas where we could have probably been even better side had we the likes of right back and and central midfield. So there's definitely areas where we can improve a a great deal. Um, I'd certainly think that we need to go and maybe sign one one or two more. Um, in the summer, that, that that's I w- I'm not looking at too many um, in the summer. I'm looking at maybe a right back, uh, a central midfielder, and then maybe a, a replacement for Eric Lamella. Um, so I don't think there's many needed, but there's certainly we we have to go and strengthen in the summer. Uh, I definitely, I said a few weeks ago, who I, I think we'll spend quite big in the summer, despite what what people say about us. I think it, the money's there. We saw that massive profit margin. I mean, this yeah. the run on this year alone in this Champions League is huge. You've now got the the revenue from the stadium. Yes, you've got the the stadium to pay for, but you know that name of Tottenham Hotspur. Every single club or every single person in the world come that finals day will know the name of Tottenham Hotspur. 
And, and when you look at it, with Chelsea's transfer ban looking like it's being upheld, ideally Arsenal aren't in the Champions League from that point of view so that you know we have a great chance to really attract some top quality talent. Absolutely. We've got another caller into the show. Remember, you can give us a bell. 0208 70 20 558 is the number to call. And Dean is getting in touch from Dulwich. Good evening, Dean. Thanks ever so much for your call. On this line, what do you make of it? Are you hoping that Pochettino is going to go out and sign three or four players? Or do you think what he's got is enough? Oh, uh, yeah, I think he's going to go and sign some players. We've got a little hit list. But uh, sorry, I've just called into the show because I want to say I'm over the moon. I can't believe we've made it to the Champions League final. <laughs> I want to say Jason. And I, you know what? It's Jason, man. He, it is, this guy is a legend. I was the first guy to call him the Oracle. If you go back to when he was on, the, uh, on another podcast, I put in a review. This guy's the Oracle. He's the guy... I'm so happy for him. I'm happy for my kids. <laughs> I just think I, I, this guy should have a job with Tottenham Hotspur. He's, I'm a grown man. I'm a professional guy. But I've got to say, Jason, you are just the best authority on all things Tottenham. Uh, you love Tottenham. You understand Tottenham. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for all us. All right, all right, all right. There's enough money in the post, <laughs> mate. Calm down. No, no, he's no, 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 Jamie no, from Daily Jamie, Hotspur looks Jamie, gutted. Yeah. Say, wow. He's proper, you know, he knows the area. He knows the Bellinaire. He knows the it's Sam's. He knows the um, Rudolphs. He, he goes back. He goes back to Ricky Villa scoring that goal in the in the replay in 81, he's just like, you know, oh, I just, I'm over the moon. I'm over the moon for everyone. Signings, we need some signings. I like Calvert-Lewin at Everton. We, we're big fans of him in this house. Um, there's some real talent out there. Grealish, I would love him to come on board. Um, the boys, my boys tell me all about all these um, great players, Lozano and these, uh, you know, even some of these Ajax boys that we watched last night, uh, you know, but really, the, you know, the guys that were out there on the pitch did the business and um, it's just unbelievable. It's just, you, I, I can't, it's like a dream come true. Um, we're buzzing, we're all just floating on air and it's just amazing. And Jace, one day I would love to meet you, mate. I'm well, with Edmonton, that, Dean, <laughs> I was... I was about to give you a question. I'm going to get. I'm going to present you with a dilemma, Dean. Which is, if you had to pick one between Spurs being in a Champions League final or you getting a chance to meet your hero, the Oracle, (laughs) Jason McGovern, which would you go for? No, 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 no. That's I'll meet him after we've won the Champions League. I forgive you. I forgive you. Just lost yourself a tenner, Dean. Or I might even join Twitter and tweet him. I don't know. Let's get. You know what? I just want to say my dream is we win the Champions League and Arsenal win Europa League, and it would just be that would just be. The Why best do you Europe. want Arsenal to win the Europa League, Dean? You've just, you've just blown your <laughs> date with me, mate. I tell you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Let them win that, and then try and say anything to a Tottenham fan ever again. But surely We're let them lose that, and then try and say anything to no, a Tottenham. No, why lose it? Why lose it? Let them win it. Let them have a little bit of so happiness. But we're not. We were never even in that competition. So they can win it and they can walk around with the... They can do their little bus rides around Islington and whatever with their little trophy. 
please Tottenham bring home that big one. Oh, I, it would just be. I did say. Just be, I did say to Johnny earlier it would be nice to beat them in the Super Cup final next year at the start <laughs> of the season. So, yeah, um, that that there, is the there is that I benefit have. if they do win it. But Dean, what happens oh, if? And obviously we pray this doesn't happen. But what happens if it's Spurs in the Champions League final, Arsenal in a Europa League final? We should just note quickly, by the way, that it's currently Chelsea nil, Frankfurt nil, Valencia nil, Arsenal nil, Chelsea, of course, one all on aggregate, Arsenal three one up. If you lose in the final, and heaven forbid you do, and Arsenal win, do Arsenal then have a chance to have a bit of bragging rights? Or surely Spurs can still just turn around and go, all right, lads, you play on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. But, you know, the thing is, I'm just not even thinking of losing at the moment. I know Liverpool were watching that, and they were not, they were licking their lips to play Ajax. That would have been 5 6 nil all day long. Now they know they've got a game. If we go up there and play, if we go to Madrid and play like we played in that second half, the last two times we played them away, uh, Liverpool, and not make a stupid, any silly mistakes, they know they've met, they've met their match, right? We, and if they bring that team that they played Barcelona with the other day, with Origi and uh, Ronaldo as their main players, they're going to get hammered. So, you know, if they if they get their full-strength team, it's going to be a very, very, very interesting game, a very tight game, two very evenly t- um, matched teams. I know everyone loves Liverpool. They're, you know, they do play attacking, attractive football. But, you know, the way that we're out there, Sissoko, I mean, Sissoko, I just, got, I just can't believe this guy is now one of the top midfielders in Europe he's an absolute leader he's a he just goes out there and leads by example to come from where he's come how can we improve on that and how could all right if we go and buy three or four players which players are you going to take out of that Tottenham team Dean I'm sorry I've got to interrupt you mate because we've had some bad news for you oh but what a night very very <laughs> good Watching news Tottenham win on Wednesday night but you, the <laughs> reason why you can hear your favourite oracle singing is because it's Valencia 1 Arsenal 0 Arsenal of course 3-2 up on aggregate but Valencia have an away goal if Arsenal can get one in Valencia it will look more comfortable but for now, is it yet another away wobble for Unai Emery's men? Dean, thank, thanks ever so much for your call. Do you have any parting words for the Oracle before I separate you from him <laughs> cruelly? Just keep up the good work, mate, and, and I, I will follow. I, I won't draw on Twitter or anything. I'm too old for all that. But I will just <laughs> always look. I will always look out for you. I remember when I couldn't find you on the podcast for ages, and then one day I, I, it was just like this new podcast come out. Last one, and it was we were going through a difficult time. But you always get your balance. You you just know your history. You know you know everything about Tottenham. I'm I'm just a, your biggest fan. So keep up the good work. Cheers, mate. mate. Thank you. And you should get to meet. You should be Pochettino's right hand man. <laughs> oh, Dean, I'm afraid that's too much. I've got to get rid of you. Thank you ever so much for your call. Dean was calling in from Dulwich. If you'd like to call in, that number o two o eight seventy twenty five five eight. We'll be back with you in. In just a moment but I'm going to leave you with a thought and it comes from one of our wonderful listeners Monty at Garden Jardinage when Moussa Dembele cracks open the fortune cookie on his breakfast tray at training ground in China this morning what will it say inside you might regret something today this is love sport
You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and Jason McGovern and Jamie Brown of Last Word on Spurs. And we're going to cast an eye, a speculative eye, forward now to that Champions League final. We've had a tweet into the show from Julian Vella, who asks... Can we afford to risk playing Wanyama in the final? We've been ord- He's been ordinary in both legs. Can we risk Dyer? Will Harry Rink- Winks be fit? And Martin Dolan asks, what's your opinion on Aurier? If he's fit, he has to start. Mane versus Trippier is a total mismatch. So mm. that right-back conundrum and also centre yeah. midfield, what needs to happen? Well, I think it's certainly shown with uh, when recent performances from Wanyama and Dyer how much of a miss Winks has been. I mean, he's a fantastic player in his own right anyway, but um, I mean, they have been very rash in their recent games. I think certainly both players just come back from injury. They do look well off the pace. Um, Wanyama's just had, had a lot of game time since he's been back from a very serious injury. So... I, have a, I, I do have um, a lot of time for him, but yeah, I, he just he has worried me. He was very poor yesterday. Um, I think that he seemed to be targeted a lot by Ajax, and they kind of identified him as a weakness. So maybe I'd like to see a change, and it'd be great if we can have Winks back. Um, in terms of the right back position, look, Aurier's been really in the games that he's played in the Champions League. I think Aurier's really impressed me. Um, so I'd, I would like to see him. Um, it's just whether he's going to be fit enough because I think when when you've got a player that's perhaps not fully fit and, and certainly Ori is a guy that can make rash challenges then he's more likely to do so but um, I would hope I hope that Aurier will be the man to start Strange because I don't think Aurier's played since was it was Dortmund his last yeah, game was that the home leg? Yeah I think so I believe yeah, yeah. Is it the home leg in, um, against Dortmund? I think that yeah Something like that. I think that, you know it'd be nice if some of these players can be fit but of course the, the problem you've got is there is now you know, unless they're fit for for this weekend, Everton. There's no mm. time to even no. get well, there you go. to get any football into them before that final, which isn't an ideal prospect. No. That's for sure. One man who surely would start if he were fit, match fit or otherwise, is Harry Kane. Now, in those celebrations after the game last night, mm. we saw him running. We saw him running fairly comfortably. There didn't seem to be any discomfort. There weren't any physios sprinting after him, going, "Now, Harry, stop! <laughs> You've forgotten your crutches." If he's okay for that final, even if he doesn't get in the squad for Everton, does he play? Absolutely, he plays. Yes. Um, yes. It, it just makes a big difference to Tottenham, you know, psychologically yeah. as well. I think Liverpool will be absolutely delighted if he doesn't play. Yeah. Uh, it will give Van Dijk an entirely different problem. But more the, more the question for me is Kane definitely plays. The, the hard part of that is who you're going to leave out because yeah. logically it would either be Sonny or a Lucas Moura that you'd leave out. Traditionally it would be Lucas Moura. That's a hard person to leave out the side now, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. Well, so the, the, I've, yeah, I was having this debate earlier today, the exact debate. You've got, it's very difficult to know who to drop for Harry Kane. Um, but ultimately it just comes down to Pochettino and I totally trust him now to, to pick the right players and... Um, I mean, just one thing on Kane. I mean, I remember, if I recall correctly, it was um, Diego Costa um, in a Champions League final um, returned after coming back from injury and um, seemed well off the pace and it just wasn't a good um, decision to play him. So I'd certainly have a bit of um, worry about him, but for me, he plays. I'm afraid some bad news, gents. Arsenal have got that away goal. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who of course scored in the last minute, the first leg has scored in the 17th of this one. It is Valencia 2, Arsenal 4 on aggregate, both sides with one away goal. Um, A struggle but possibly possibly not a night for Valencia to progress. We'll bring you updates throughout the show. 
Interesting, Jace, that you were saying there that it's very, very hard to drop Lucas Moura. Of course it's hard to drop Lucas Moura. He's just scored this vital hat-trick. He was the man of the match. He's going to possibly get a statue of Christian Eriksen's to be believed. He's an instant Tottenham legend. But if it's the right tactical decision to drop him, it has to happen, doesn't it? I mean, do you think there's any room for sentimentality when Pochettino's picking this team? No, you can't be sentimental for for the biggest game. And and there's a couple of conundrums, isn't there? I think... Mm. You know, if Kane comes back, we probably will play more four two three one. Yeah. It's and then, you know, to keep more in the team, it would have to be more Son and Eriksson. So you yeah. you drop Ali backwards maybe into midfield. But we saw last night in that second half, the Delhi Ali that everyone's been moaning at this, you know, since Christmas really, when he was pushed forward into a, a position that suits Delhi Ali more, we suddenly saw Delhi Ali come Delhi back to Delhi. life and. And so you kind of want him, if he's going to be playing against Liverpool, in that advanced position. Mm. I think, you know, Harry Winks, I don't know where Winks' injury is, if he can possibly even come mm. back. But I'd sooner see Winks and Sissoko as a midfield pivot, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't look as though too hopeful on Winks. But for me, I, I would have to drop more onto the bench. I think it's more important about getting the, the, the formation right in, in trying to fit in different players so for me it would probably be Ali, Eriksson and Son uh, behind Kane. That was quite a team that could give anyone a difficult night even Liverpool and a glorious event for Spurs to be involved with a Champions League final but no one's going to be satisfied with just going that far. Important to remember that when Aiden Hazard joined Chelsea all those years ago he said the reason why he did so is because he wanted to join the Champions of Europe. Coming up if Spurs can win it can they start signing real superstars? This is Love Sport. It's the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You would meet Johnny Burrow and Jason McGovern and Jamie Brown of Last Word on Spurs. And we're joined on the line by Henrik, who's calling into the show all the way from Sweden. Good evening, Henrik. Thanks ever so much for your call. And I've got a question from you from a fellow listener. It's been tweeted into the show by James at JWL82. Will the exposure of a Champions League final, regardless of the result, put us on the map with potential signings who want to be part of our project, regardless of whether we can pay top wages? What do you reckon, Henrik? Are Spurs now stepping into the next level up in the transfer market? Yeah, well, yeah, you would hope so, at least. I mean, first, I just want to say thank you for a great podcast. Uh, I don't know how many listeners you've got in Sweden, but I'm, I'm one of them, at least. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to preach like a last caller, but I really like Jamie from Daily Hotspur. Hey, that's one all. Yes, we'll keep it telling. Uh, okay, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Nobody likes me. It's fine, Henrik. Don't worry. I like you as well, Johnny. You're great. <laughs> uh, okay, the question. Well, yeah, I would, yeah, you would hope so. I mean, uh, I think you would certainly hope that it gets us to, I mean, fish with the bigger fishes, or, or how, how you'd like to say it. But, you know, at, le- at least I think we're, we've been uh, getting a lot of uh, more exposure than we were getting before at the Champions League final. So uh, I would think that people would like to, to work under, under Mauricio uh, because I would, you would hope that people realize that he's a great coach. And I would, I would think that he would be popular, but with other players as well. Uh, but certainly if we win the Champions League, I mean, who, who doesn't want to come and play with the European champions? I think Jason, we're talking about Hazard, uh, that he wanted to go to Chelsea just because mm. they won. So I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the, the important thing for us is that I've always said, when we're, we're 
would people want us to sign elite players that that go to elite clubs like an Ndombele at the moment, like Isco's and players like that? And I've always said it's very difficult for Tottenham to do it because you'll be competing with Manchester City, Chelsea, mm. Bayern Munich for those type of players. And unfortunately, if we take our Spurs hats off, we're just not seeing a, a, an elite level like those. But put yourself in a Champions League final and people suddenly think, you know what, Tottenham are a side that can, can challenge for the major trophies in the game. And I think, you know, particularly if you win it, but I think just being in that final, it's definitely a massive step to being able to pull in one or two of those yeah. star names that will suddenly think Tottenham are serious. You know, the, the, the Collini comment last year of... Tottenham have a history of, you know, mental yeah. frailty or whatever the words were that they'll they'll fall away. I think, you know, top agents and top players around Europe yeah. have that perception, but that perception will have changed after last night for sure, regardless of whether we win it or not. Do you think that word Spursy is done now? We've heard it levelled at you a lot, but no. actually at the point where you're coming back from 3-0 down in a Champions League semi-final, there can be no allegations of bottling it, can no, there? No, the word Spursy isn't gone. It actually now means winning in adversity, mate. And I will <laughs> use that Spursy word a hell of a lot over the next few months. Yeah, well, so I was just going to say, but I 100% agree with, with Jason there because I think at least Portesino has done a great part of, of washing away some of this Percy... Uh, maybe been labelled with before. Um, so I think people realise that the, the project is for real and, and our team is for real and we're we're up there with the big boys, uh, if you want to put it like that. And that's, of course, why we've built the new stadium and the, and the training facilities. I mean, that, that's going to be yeah, another yeah, huge pull for them um, in... Yeah. in, in Every, I mean, you look at Wambasaka saying that his favourite ground that he played at this season was um, our new stadium. So that's already one player that we've been linked with saying that how much he enjoys playing at our new stadium. So it just our, goes to our show. good friend Troy's working on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Henrik, the biggest question I, I of all is: Can Spurs yeah. win this Champions League final? Do you think they'll do it? Yeah, of course we can. I mean. We had, if, if I'm right, we had two games with Liverpool this year, and we lost both uh, 2-1, is that correct, I think? Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, and certainly in the second game, I think we were, uh, maybe we were even on course of winning the game, if the so got put in his, his shop, um, maybe a bit lower. <laughs> um, of course we can beat them. I think they are, like someone said before, I think we are, they are far more scared of us than they are, were of Ajax, I think, yeah. Uh, uh, like I think uh, Jay, Jay was on to the point that I think Ajax was probably looking a bit better than they actually were against like the likes of of, uh, of Juventus and and uh, Real Madrid because I, I think there was a great part of underestimation from from those two um, and and when in second half yesterday when we were actually pushing and, and getting the team higher up the pitch I think they looked looked rather shaky should I say mm, yep. Henrik, thanks, yeah. ever, thanks ever so much Cheers, for Henrik. your call, mate. You're calling in all the way from Sweden. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to do the same, that number 02087020558. Gents, I want to have a chat about Ericsson's post-match comments now because the one that's making all the headlines is Lucas Moura deserves a statue. It's positive, it's confident, it's complimenting a teammate. It's great to see and it's everything we expect on a night filled with passion for Tottenham Hotspur. Some of his other remarks, hmm. a little more odd. For example, it was a ridiculous game. Fair enough. We were really far down. We tried to fight back. We were just lucky. Do you think you were just lucky? 
Oh, maybe, my, maybe my producer's nodding. Um, maybe at some stages we got a bit of fortune, but Pochettino's kind of um, spoken about um, this universal energy, and um, I kind of take that as him talking about fate and and how many times we should have been dead and buried in that time. We we kind of maybe we did get a bit of luck, but that's what you need in these sort of competitions to win them. And um, I, who cares if we get lucky if we win it? You know, that's that's the way it happens. And um, I think that certainly a lot of things have played into our hands this year and um, that's why we've been, we're in the final. I don't think you can be lucky when you need to score three. No, you know, it, if, yeah. if, you, if you get one that, that's a big deflection or something, you know, a shot that's going wide and it hits someone on the back of the head and goes in the other corner, then and, and, and maybe you get, get them make a really silly foul that gives, gives yeah. you a penalty or something like that. But the three goals we worked for, mm. uh, I mean, Lucas Moura, the second goal of yes. Lucas Moura, what a fantastic piece of skill. And that is the type of goal that if Messi scores that, we'd be seeing that over yeah. and over and over and over again. So I don't think you can say we got lucky. And and he, he looked, I thought it was just a little bit flat for him. It was a strange, strange things to say. Do you think his he head's seemed been to turned? share the joy, did he? Uh, well, if his head's been turned and we're in the final and, and he feels like that, then let his head I've be always, turned. I've always thought that Ericsson's kind of, a, he's, he's a very... He's got a strange personality, and I just think that's the way that he is. Um, but I, I do think that maybe his head has been turned. But, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see in the summer. Is there a worry that, even though it would be absolutely glorious, of course, to see Spurs win a Champions League, that if you do win it, for some of the club's top players, perhaps even the club's manager, there might be a feeling that that's project completed, that's box ticked, on to the next one? Well, Sir Alex Ferguson didn't leave after he won his first... European trophy did he so, you know there's plenty more to be achieved there's there's a league title to go for next if that was on if that's what he wants to do but I think there's still plenty more and you know he's done this with a very small squad and maybe if Levy was to back him in the transfer window then you know who knows where he could go with it so I certainly think that there, there's definitely more to be done well I think it you know it's you're right. If, if one or two of them think that the job's done, so be it. But I think if, if we were to win the Champions League and we, we lose one or two of those players, I think we'd be able to bring in some suitable replacements. Mm. Let's put it that way. So I don't think Tottenham are going to suddenly, you know, suddenly become back to a mid-table team on the back of that. So no, I'm, I'm, you know, if they want to go, they want to go. We're calm, we're confident and we're in a Champions League final. A quick update for you in the Europa League. Chelsea have taken the lead at home against Eintracht Frankfurt. Ruben Loftus-Cheek with the goal there. It's Chelsea 2, Eintracht 1 on aggregate. And coming up, all of this glory, all of this excitement about a glorious comeback last night in a Champions League final to come. It's easy to forget that there is actually a game of football between now and that final. There is the small matter of Everton at the weekend. And coming up, it's time for the opposition view. This. That's right. It's that time of the show when we turn our attention to Tottenham's next opponents. Coming up at the weekend, it is, of course, Everton. And I'm delighted to say that we are joined on the line by Paul McParlin, who's a senior writer for these footy times and also an Everton fan. Good evening, Paul. Thanks ever so much for joining us. First up, I gather you're calling in from the Football Blogging Awards, where, of course, Ricky Sachs of Last Word on Spurs and Chris Cowlin are this evening. How's it all been going there? 
Yeah, it's been going really, really well, Johnny. Uh, there's about 450 delegates here. There's lots of people from different fan sites there, lots of supporters of different clubs. But it's a really good atmosphere, and the awards are going to be dished down from about 9 o'clock onwards. So we're here at the Etihad Stage in Manchester City's ground. Fabulous venue, really impressive facilities here. And I'm hoping the football tires might get on the board as well. Wonderful stuff. And Paul, it's got to be a tough time for you, mate. A tough time to be an Everton fan. You're looking ahead to a Champions League final. One of the sides in it is Liverpool. And the other one, you've got to play at the weekend. Are you a bit worried? Um, not really, no. I think Tottenham being in the Champions League final is actually going to help us because I cannot see the Tottenham are particularly interested in, in winning the game because I think qualification for the Champions League uh, league position-wise is almost assured. So, um, I, 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 I can... You know, if Tottenham needed to win to assure the Champions League place, I'd be a lot more worried, but that, that, that's certainly not the case at the moment. And obviously, we're all going to be supporting Tottenham in the Champions League final anyway. Uh, I have to say Everton over the years in the Premier League have probably been our our favourite opponents and and having already gone to there and scored six this year our record against Everton is incredibly good yeah it is but I mean give a bit of context though I mean I think Tottenham were the best team to come to Goodison Goodison this season by by a mile and you did destroy 6-2 before Christmas but at the time we were actually winning 1-0 and uh, you know there was a a catastrophic mistake between uh, Zuma and Pickford led to Mm. Tottenham's equaliser then we had a goal this low when it was 2-1 but I'm not away from Tottenham's victory you you absolutely destroyed us and you were by a long stretch the best team we've seen at Goodison this season and Song was just unplayable Paul, of course, with that in mind, the game on Sunday is at the new Spurs stadium. How much do you think atmosphere is going to come into this? Because for lots of those Spurs fans, this is going to be their first chance to acknowledge those players since they reached the Champions League final. The atmosphere is going to be electric. The fans are going to be behind the players in a way that we rarely see, even at Premier League level. Do you think that might perhaps mess with the heads of some of those Everton players? I think it'd be quite a... a a challenging experience for, for, for some of the Everton players as well. I, I think we, we'd much rather play that game at Wembley than, than at the new Tottenham stadium. But having said that, uh, although the atmosphere is going to be electric, uh, I, I do wonder what type of side Tottenham are going to put out for that game because obviously they want to avoid injuries. They, they want to keep their, their, their first 11 fit and injury three for the Champions League final. So I have a feeling Tottenham may not put their strongest 11 out. So I, I don't know what the guys in the studio think about that. No, I think there'll be there'll be some resting and rotating because you know the emotional side of it is is obviously draining. We've seen Jan Vertonghen leave last yeah, night on crutches. on crutches after the game, and yet he played the nice. Yeah. I think Wanyama was in yeah, a pretty bad is. way when he yeah. was down. So I'm sure that comes into it for sure. Well, there's rotation, but do we actually have the option to rotate? I mean, we're we're so stricken down to the bare bones that it's um it's it's kind of difficult to know where. <laughs> who we can actually bring into the side. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah in that respect, it, it will be interesting to see who we kind of bring in. But um, I am expecting a fair And of course, we've got a couple still. of suspensions, don't forget. Yeah, Foyth, I'm thinking Foyth yeah, will come in, but he's suspended and Son's suspended. So, yeah. no, yeah, you're yeah. right, for sure. Yeah. How, how much of a boost is that, Paul? Because you're going to be one of very few sides this season who are going to come up against a Tottenham side that features neither Harry Kane nor Hyun Min Son. Yeah, I think it's a massive boost, Johnny, isn't it? You know, I mean, if you ask uh, any supporters of any team due to the way Tottenham and you sell them Kane and Son weren't available, you know, they'd absolutely bang your hand off for that. So I, I think that, that that's a real problem for Tottenham because uh, apart from the Ajax game, goals haven't been plentiful for Tottenham in recent fixtures uh, and, and Levente certainly doesn't pose anything like the same threat, uh, threat that Son or Kane does. 
Um, I mean, one one player that really stood out yesterday was Lucas Moura. I mean, what did you make of his yeah. performance yesterday ahead of uh, the weekend? I, I thought it was fabulous. I, I was so impressed. I thought all the three goals he scored, the level of skill, determination, uh, it, 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 it was breathtaking. I mean, Tottenham's performance last night was, was just wonderful. And we're just eternally grateful that you're taking the headlines away from Liverpool. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if you have a chance, would you sooner see Everton lose and, and Wolves win or the other way around on, on Sunday? Oh, you, you, you uh, absolutely... Uh, it's a no-brainer for us as Everton fans. We do not want Liverpool to win the league. So you know, if Everton lose and Wolves win, I can live with that. <laughs> Paul, I've got a serious question for you, mate. If Liverpool win the league and then a couple yeah. of weeks later, Liverpool win the Champions League, what's the like solution for you? What's the solution for the blue half of Liverpool? Uh, well, a few of few Everton uh, fan sites have, been, uh, have, have anticipated this, and already apparently there's going to be a, a, a ship ready to leave the pierhead in Liverpool uh, <laughs> on the day after the Champions League final, and already uh, tickets are sold out, and I would certainly like to be on that ship, definitely. Uh, but I'm, I'm quite confident Tom aren't going to let us down. I, watching the game last night, I really wanted Tottenham to win rather than the Ajax, because I think with the, the experience that Tottenham has, I, I'm, you know, Postecino is such an astute manager. I really think that they're, they're going to do that on the evening. And in terms of the Liverpool, uh, Everton, I should say, Paul, I'm mixing up my scousers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> in terms of that Everton side specifically, talk to me about Luca Dean because uh, amazing to start with to sign a player from Barcelona, and he's not just been fairly solid at the back. He's been superb going forward. Do you think he's a big threat for you at the weekend? Oh, undoubtedly, I think most Everton fans would say that Lucas Dean has been our most successful signing uh, this season. Uh, his defensive abilities, his abilities going forward, and I think as he demonstrated with that goal against Manchester United a few weeks ago, he's got such a shot on him as well. So yeah, I think he, he is going to be a real threat for Tottenham at the weekend, and you know, undoubtedly, he, he has improved the, the Everton defence and the goal threat considerably. One player Spurs have uh, been linked with uh, for a move in the summer is Andre Gomez. I mean, what have you made of him this season? Yeah, Gomez, I mean, he's been quite inconsistent at times. I mean, if you give Gomez time on the ball, he's a good passer of the ball, he's, he, he can create opportunities, but... He he can he's got got no pace so he can be closed down quite easily and he's got a bit of a niggly side to him he's picked up more yellow cards than any Everton player this season I think he's picked up seven and of course he got sent off recently uh, which is why he's suspended for the Tottenham game. And the biggest question of all, of course, Paul, is how you see it going. It is, as you say, going to be a weakened Tottenham team, both through injury and possibly because Pochettino might be a bit wary of playing players getting injured. How do you see it going? School prediction, please. Yeah, I mean, it's almost a meaningless fixture for, for both sides. So I, I think, you know, uh, given the circumstances behind the game, I, I can't see either side particularly wanting to win the game. So I'm, I'm going to go for either 0 nil or 1-1. 0-0 nil, nil or 1-1. One, one. Neither side will mind as long as Liverpool don't win the Champions League. Liverpool don't win the league. Paul, thank you ever so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your evening and good luck there at the Football Blogging Awards. That was, of course, Paul McParlin, who's a senior writer for these Footy Times and, of course, an Everton fan. Coming up, more of a Spurs view ahead to that Premier League game. And also, I think we probably haven't quite exhausted our options chatting about what was a truly extraordinary evening yesterday. Is Love Sport. This is Love Sport.
You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Jason McGovern and Jamie Brown of Last Word on Sport Spurs, I should say. And we're just hearing rumours into the studio reports that Spurs are thinking about screening the Champions League final at that new stadium on the screens for all the fans to be in there. It would be a cauldron. It would be an atmosphere. It would be quite something. We're joined on the line by Matt, who's calling in from Brighton. It's a bit of a commute for you, Matt, but it's not as bad as Amsterdam. If they were showing it in the stadium, would you be there? Oh, I'm definitely going. I think I might be going to Madrid, to be honest, boys. Let's, oh. let's do this. Are you confident for that trip to Madrid, Matt? Yeah, of course I am. We've, we've, we've been the underdog all the way through the Champions League. This is our time now. Let's do it. We've, we've heard all season how Kane, Pochettino, Ericsson, if they want to go and win trophies, have to go to Madrid. So uh, <laughs> we're doing it in the best possible way, mate. Well, they they didn't even uh, get to the semi-final, Jay. So let's let's hope they stay away from Madrid and up the Spurs. Fantastic, wasn't it last night? You oh, ever shed a I, tear? Tears from you as well? I, honestly, mate, I've cried about ten different times today. Like even at work, like and in it's just it's just crazy. What a ride! Like they always do this to us, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Was there anyone last night, Matt, who you weren't pleased with? Was there anyone when you look at that game and you think, you know what, this is a big game for Tottenham Hotspur, I need more from you? Again, I look at Kieran Trippier, he just he just switches off at moments and then from the corner, I don't understand why he's marking uh, De Ligt. He's always going to beat him in the air, he just shoves him off the ball and heads it in, you know. Is that Trippier's fault, do you think, Matt? Or perhaps Poch didn't do the requisite work on the training ground on those set pieces? Well, I mean, it could be a bit of both because we have conceded corners quite a lot this season, but something we need definitely need to work on. And I think we need more of a commanding sort of leader in the box. Um, maybe like a Vertonghen or someone like that, um, just to steady the chip because we've got to stop conceding silly goals because it, it could cost us. You know, we got away with it last night. We can't do it against Liverpool. No, and looking ahead, of course, to Everton, who do come before Liverpool in this occasion, of course. Can Spurs take risks with this team selection? Would you like to see the strongest side out there, even though you perhaps don't need all three points? Or would you rather go, you know what, everyone is remotely crucial to this team. The likes of Mora, of course, Son won't be playing anyway, but your centre-halves, would you just be wrapping them up in cotton wool? I'd be wrapping some of them up, but I mean, if you're Lucas Moura, you, you, you're on, on form. Like You keep him going with goals and you keep the team. You don't want to change it too much. Mm. And then by the time they play Liverpool, we'll, you know, we need to get more confidence. We'll take confidence from last night and we'll go to Everton and we'll just enjoy it and see what happens. I think the thing plenty of big clubs do, they all want to win every single game. And I don't want us to have maybe uh, lose a bit of momentum. I think maybe trying to use this game as an, an extra springboard to, to keep going yeah. strong into that final. And um, I think the worst thing we we could do is having a negative result against uh, Everton because we're, we're exactly. on such a high at the moment. So I would like to see us keep it going. I think the team more yeah. or less picks itself, doesn't it? Because if you look at it, centre-half positions, Vertonghen leaves on crutches, Foyth is suspended, mm. Davison Sanchez missed it completely last night, injured. So presumably it will be Toby and Ben Davis at centre-half, which means Danny Rose has to play at left-back. Maybe you can chuck in Walker-Peters at, 
at right back, mm. and it wouldn't surprise me perhaps if Oliver Skip got a start yeah. in midfield. But that apart, I can't see what else you can do to that side. Mm. Lamella maybe yeah. come back in as well. Maybe I think, Lamella I think gets Lamella's a start. Another one. Matt, I've got to ask you as well. Arsenal, of course, are currently 4-2 up against Valencia on aggregate. They're away in Valencia at the moment. The why, score is currently 1-0. Because we had a caller earlier on in the show say that he hopes that Arsenal win the Europa League so that he comes up and they're scrapping with Spurs for everything. For you... Are you hoping that Arsenal are in it so that you can beat them in the Super Cup, or would you rather just see them capitulate entirely? No, of course I want to. I want to see them capitulate. I'm a Spurs fan. It's great seeing them full of yeah, misery. Like saying. long may it continue. We want to we, sing that song again every every game next year, don't we? About exactly. Thursday nights. Yeah, definitely. We don't want we don't want them coming near us again. This is our time. They've had twenty odd years of it. This no, I definitely don't want them yeah. to win. Yeah. Come on, Valencia. <laughs> do you feel it's interesting when you say this is our time we've had 20 odd years of nothingness in terms of trophy challenging on a big big stage I should say do you feel like you're in some way owed this that actually Tottenham have been so well run for so long you've had really good teams the likes of Modric Van der Vaart Bale have come through at White Hart Lane do you think that actually this has been coming yeah I do I, I, I've said it from when Pochettino I saw a change when we were getting Champions League. We've been so close so many years and so many semi-finals that we've lost to a little bit of bad luck or it's just about time it went our way and, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully the football gods are shining down at us on the 1st of June and let's beat the Scousers. <laughs> Which Scousers, Matt? Thank you ever so much for your call. Matt, they're getting in touch from Brighton. Everton coming up, of course, before Liverpool. Everton in the Premier League. We'll come on to score predictions and so on for that game in just a moment. But after Everton, there's a big gap between that last Premier League game and the Champions League final. We're looking at two and a half weeks without a match. Of course, I'm sure Pochettino will be working the lads on the training pitch. But how do you handle that? There is, of course, the famous story from Andrea Pirlo before the 2006 World Cup final where that gap is much shorter. But he said, listen, I don't feel pressure. On the day of the World Cup final, I sat in my room playing PlayStation and in the evening, I won the World Cup. There are two ways of approaching this for Spurs. Either he can work them to the bone, get every element of that tactical preparation ready, go, Kieran, you're not marking anyone on the corners, get out the way. Or he can say, you know what, lads, you've worked hard all year. This is a thin squad. This is an extraordinary opportunity. Have a breather, get your heads ready, get yourselves fit, and let's approach this as a one-off. How should he play it? Well, I certainly think after after Sunday's game, I'd, I'd love the squad to get three or four days completely yeah. completely off to 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 get get the emotion and everything out of Wednesday on their mind, and then come back and, and forget what's been, and then just purely look ahead. There's no doubt over the course of those two weeks, there'll be so much media interviews and things yeah. like that. It's hard to get that switch off, and you could you can kind of use up so much mental energy in the build up to it. Yeah. Liverpool will, of course, have had a a little bit of benefit from that last year because I, I don't know how long they waited. I think that was a couple of weeks yeah, before. So, yeah. so, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll look at that and think, what did they do right and wrong last year? And and it's in that time that the pressure can start to build with players where they, you know, they, you can get ahead of yourselves, can't you? You can start playing the game two weeks before you actually have to mm. kick it off. So hopefully they get some, some, some real break and yeah. then the, the management team do look at things like that and get a tactical plan together. Yeah. 
and I hope we don't work the players too much. Just easy bit of ball work. That's think, it. Yeah, I think we've certainly got to do something different from what we did in between uh, Borussia Dortmund and Burnley, I believe it was. It was a similar long gap in between and um, we, uh, obviously we came out against Burnley and we, we lost and it was just a very abject performance. So I think maybe if they can learn something from that. But, I mean, given the way the season's gone, I think it's about resting and, and, and making sure the players are just in, in physical condition to be in to be top of their game when, when the final arrives. Spurs were up against a press at Ajax. They were against a very intense, aggressive press. But it's not quite the same kind of press as they're going to see from Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. That one is systematic. It's incredibly well organised. It's incredibly precise. And we saw them basically wear Barcelona out towards the far end of the game. And that second half showing where Wijnaldum scores twice in the blink of an eye shows that you can actually make teams crack if you get at them in that way. Are you worried about how the team are going to deal with a team who are constantly in their face? I, I think if we're honest, we've been worried about that several times this yeah. year, that when we've pressed, we've not been able to get out of it. I think that's why Harry Winks and players like that are, are far more important to us, that Harry Winks is one of those that's happy to receive the ball in a tight area under a challenge. Yeah. And, and Jamie's Ajax looks at Wanyama and thought, you know what, let let them feed the ball into him. Let a Davinson Sanchez have the ball and you can press from there. So it's definitely something we've we've got to do. But hopefully we can press Liverpool as well. And it's, you know, that, that game at Anfield was close. It was a, it was a gift gift goal to give away yeah. and the game at, at Wembley we had the Sun penalty that, that should have made it 2-2 right at the death so mm. you know it, it's it's interesting to see how Liverpool handle things that we do to them and how how they handle the weight as well Who do you think is going to be more scared of the other? Tough question I yeah. mean you've got to respect Liverpool for I mean take all the th- yes. all the annoyance at what they're doing you've You've got to give them some respect. I mean, one defeat in the Premier League all season and, and what they gonna... could well end up with 97 points. I mean, that's that's a fantastic thing. And nobody gave them a prayer at 3-0 with Barcelona. So you've got to have respect for them, mm. but just not mm. fear them, mate. That's all you can do. Yeah, I think, it's again, it's come back to acting like a big club. It's just about focusing on yourself, not worrying about the opposition. And I think that... You know, with Liverpool, I think they have been one of the best teams in Europe this year. I think they're thoroughly deserved of being in the final. Um, so they're going to be a very tricky opposition. But I think at the same time, we've just got to worry about ourselves. And on our day, I think we can beat them. I think that's one of the really big keys between the two clubs. Liverpool will look forward to the final because they've won it five times and they'll feel like they have mm. a right to be there. And we've got to switch this mentality that yeah. we've even had tonight of just happy to be there. Yeah. We've got to come yeah. out of just happy to be there and say, I tell you what, we're going there to win it and, and understand what it means on the night. And, and that night we kick off, we cannot have any thoughts of what happened in Ajax in, in just the joy of celebration and the things like that. It's got to be cold, calculated. Yes. This is a new game, go again. There's an additional psychological aspect to this game, of course, for Liverpool because they've won it five times, but they've also lost the final a fair few times. They lost Mm. one against Milan, the one that wasn't Istanbul, but crucially, they lost it last year. They got to the final. They were undone by Loris Karius deciding that catching footballs is fabulously uncool. He was concussed, but he was also absolutely hopeless. If you're a Liverpool player and you played in that game, and you felt that perhaps, you know, they felt wronged, didn't they? Because Sergio Ramos was deemed to have deliberately injured Salah, which I'm sure he didn't. Brilliant. But there was all of the angle of Ramos as the villain. There was the angle of, as you say, Carius's concussion. They felt hard done by. Do you think that we're going to see Liverpool roar back and go, you know what, we 
deserve this. We deserved it last year and we're going to get it this year. Do you think you're going to get some whiplash that was actually determined, destined perhaps for Real Madrid? I think they'll they'll think that. The, the impact will, first of all, be on how they get on on, on Sunday because yeah. if they if Manchester City, as we all hope, or certainly I think most of us hope, win the title, then, then Liverpool are under big pressure to think mm. we'd have had this, this astonishing season and yet they could end up with absolutely nothing yeah. to show. So I think that makes a big difference is, is what happens on Sunday. I think another pressure on them is the fact that how many finals they have lost now. I mean, they're, they're, they've lost a fair few under Jurgen Klopp. So certainly that's going to be, I think that's going to certainly play a factor in the tie in, in that they've got to try and um, make sure that this is the one that they finally win. So it'll be interesting to see how, how they're going to deal with that. But yeah, I think. Do you think it's just a coincidence that Klopp has such a bad record in major finals? Because it's not just with Liverpool. He's lost Champions League finals in the past with Dortmund. He's lost other finals with Dortmund. He seems to have a problem with them. I think it depends. In, in fairness to them, I, I, you'd have to list all the finals. But I mean, when they lost a final to Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich would have been the favourites. Yeah. When they lost to Manchester City last time out, Manchester City would have been the favourites. So it's difficult if so, you're the, the underdog in all those finals to say we, we should be winning them all. But I, I don't know who they're, all their defeats Sevilla, have been. There was Sevilla, wasn't there? They lost to Sevilla in the uh, Europa League that, that year. So yeah, I think They led in that game as well, didn't they? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Yeah, 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 I did. believe so. Yeah, I think I think Jace is right though. I think you have to look at maybe the teams that they have played. They've had uh, that Jurgen Klopp has uh, has had to face, and he's certainly been the underdog in uh, the majority of them. So. Mm. And touching on that feeling as Spurs fans of just being glad to be there and the importance of moving away from that instinct. How would you, as Spurs fans, feel if you come away from this season without any silverware? I'm not even thinking that way. Just, no. just. You know, we'll we'll face that on yeah. June the first yeah. after the game. But I'm not even entering that thought no. in my mind. And that's got to be the attitude of the fans and, and the whole club. I and mean, we've got to go there knowing that we're not just there to to make up the numbers. We've got to be there. We know that we can win this, and and we can certainly do that. So that's got to be the mentality. We can't be thinking about um, what what ifs at the end of this season confident stuff here on the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Radio of course before that Champions League final against Liverpool there is the small matter of Everton in the Premier League it's coming up on Sunday it's at that new stadium Spurs fans will have a chance to congratulate to thank the players for a truly extraordinary night in Amsterdam but how do you see the game going? I'll go 1-0 Spurs. 1-0 Spurs. And mm. Jamie? I do think it'll be a tight game. I'm going to go for 2-1. Um, yeah, I, just, I, think we'll get, I think we'll get more than one. So. But it's, it's going to be such a tough game because, we, you know, we've, it's that whole thing about the Lord, after the Lord Mayor's show, you've got to really get yourself up for this one. So, um, And certainly with all the injuries that we've had, it's going to be a very tricky game. I call it one of those drifting games that they'll score and then the game just kind of pieces out. Spurs yeah. are tired and Everton think, oh, well, season's over and... <laughs> peters out to nothing well we can't peter out to nothing here on the spurs fan show we've got to return to last night i need you both to give me three words to review how you were feeling after the game stressed stressed there was a lot of the nerves were absolutely incredible so stress was 100 percent one ecstatic delirious emotional ecstatic delirious emotional that about sums it up join us next week on the spurs fan show Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.
Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.